How do you know if real estate investing is for you? In today's episode of Dental to Rental, we're gonna cover the three most important elements of determining whether investing in real estate to build wealth is the right strategy for you. Hey, welcome back to the Dental to Rental podcast. I'm your host, Mark Brower. So excited to welcome you to our first full episode. We're gonna cover the three areas that I think are the most important to evaluate to know if this is the right asset class for you to build wealth in. There's a lot of different ways to build wealth. Real estate, spoiler alert, real estate investing is not for everybody, in my opinion. How do you know if it's right for you? These three areas, by the end of this podcast, I'm hoping give you more confidence and clarity around whether you should try to build wealth through real estate. And I'm a huge believer. I've owned rental properties for 20 years, as I mentioned in the last episode. And I'm a firm believer that if done right, wealth building can happen at a much faster rate with real estate than it can in other traditional investing vehicles, but it's not for everybody. So getting right into it, segment number one, risk tolerance. What's your risk tolerance? Are you okay sometimes having things go wrong? Are you willing to take on a little bit higher risk for higher reward? I knew from a very early age, I'm an entrepreneur, so no surprise, I have a very high risk tolerance. I'm okay if things are blowing up on me. Occasionally, if I can see through the trees, I can see the forest, and at the end of the forest, there's a pot of gold, and I'm gonna get there eventually. I'm okay wading through sometimes when I'm down or I'm going sideways or things aren't great. My wife and I started buying rental properties in 2002, and so we suffered through several years post 2007, 2008, when we were underwater on everything we owned. We didn't capitulate, we didn't sell, we hung in there, super glad that we did uh, because it's worked out. So check in with yourself, what's your risk tolerance? If you can't be down some of the time, if you can't have a few bumps along the way, uh, don't get into it. There's also things that we'll cover in future episodes like getting the right mortgages and doing other things to minimize your risk. But I wouldn't call this a super low risk investment strategy like government bonds or T-bills. Number two, emotional honesty and tolerance. Okay, this is the one that almost... In my experience, nobody talks about this. Um, I recently read a book that totally shaped my mindset, gave me a paradigm shift about um, this aspect of investing. And it is the ingredient of the emotional tolerance that we could have for a certain investment strategy. This came from the book, The Psychology of Wealth. If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't read it, go get a copy buy it on Audible, listen to it. It's a fantastic resource. In fact, I got this because a really smart networking group called Hampton of tech company founders, really smart people, it was put out in their newsletter that this was the number one book uh, by far recommended among their members for uh, wealth advice and wealth building investment advice. Psychology of money in a nutshell, my takeaway is there's a lot of different ways to build wealth and the compounding effect of building wealth over time is the single most important predictor of success. In other words, finding a winning strategy and staying with it for a very long time 
is what makes the difference. In fact, they even cited an example where the uh, this guy won a Nobel Prize for a new portfolio allocation strategy. Uh, it was groundbreaking. It was like the, the modern way of investing money. And he was interviewed um, after writing that book or after writing those research papers, and he was asked how he invests his own money. And he revealed that he doesn't follow his own groundbreaking strategies because he doesn't trust that he'll have the emotional stability, the emotional stick to to stay in when the market drops um, because it's really hard. Like when your investment portfolio is down 50, 60%, most people freak out. They can't handle that and they make an irrational choice. Warren Buffett, widely recognized as the most successful investor of all time, has achieved 22% average annual returns over the last seven decades, but he's not the most successful return investor of all time. There's a, there's a hedge fund manager since the 1980s, this is discussed in the book, that has achieved over 60% return on investment. Nobody talks about this guy, at least not as much as they talk about Warren Buffett. Why? Because his overall returns is not as much as Warren Buffett's. Warren Buffett's made like 90% of his net worth after turning 55, and that's after he'd been investing for 30 years. So the gains that you make three and four decades from now are massive compared to the ones you make in the beginning. We know the compounding effect. Well, who, Einstein or somebody said that the eighth wonder of the world is the uh, uh, the compounding effect of uh, compound interest, right? So pick a strategy that you can stay with for a long time that you have the emotional tolerance for, and real estate might not be that strategy. Why? Because what if you get hit with roof repairs, AC repairs, and you have an eviction in the same year in the same property? Are you going to be able to stay in that asset? These things don't happen very often, but occasionally, if you stay in the asset class long enough, you build a three and five, three to five property portfolio, you're going to get hit with all these in the same year. Are you going to wash out? The biggest tragedy I see, the biggest roadblock for people staying in this asset class and really giving it enough time to build wealth is they get washed out because of the stress. It happened to my father, it happened to my brother. Fortunately, for some reason, I just stayed in it for a long, long time, and now it's it's been a massive benefit to me. So that emotional honesty and emotional tolerance for this asset class is the most important ingredient. Number three, financial readiness. Don't get into this asset class before you're financially ready. What does that mean? Two elements. Number one, have a strong income, and number two, have some cash reserves. And don't do what I did. I, I got into this asset class when I was 22 years old, full-time college student, working full-time cleaning pools, uh, servicing pool chemicals rather. And my buddy was a full-time college student and working full-time. We were paycheck to paycheck, literally. And we bought a house together. We house hacked, moved a bunch of guys in. Um, it ended up working out. But in hindsight, that was way too risky. I can't believe I did that. Fortunately, the AC didn't break. I didn't have any major plumbing repair issues. There's a lot of things that could have gone wrong with the older house that I invested in that just didn't. I got lucky. My recommendation is be making it have a strong income, have at least one to $2,000 a month, at least discretionary income left over that you don't really need for your lifestyle needs. 
have that buffer in place on a a residual on a recurring basis and then have at least ten thousand dollars my opinion ten thousand dollars in reserve per rental property or once you get a portfolio of three to five properties have at least twenty thousand that you can tap into at any one time for your portfolio of rental properties so that uh, when you do have the unexpected ac issue you have the unexpected vacancy you have the roof issue etc it's not a major setback for you so that's it risk tolerance emotional honesty and tolerance and financial readiness these three things look at them straight in the face have a really clear honest conversation with yourself if you can check these three boxes the upside potential in investing in real estate is huge um my journey was i started with that first property in college uh, unfortunately i lost money on that property it was an older property the market was flat i uh, didn't know what i was doing i was managing a bunch of individual roommates renting different rooms on different leases it was kind of a disaster and i didn't see it going getting any any better anytime soon fortunately when i met my wife she would had already been under contract to buy a new build house so much smarter she paid more money for that house on paper the return on investment percentage number was lower but what it did is it put us in a strong position where everything was under builder warranty we had very little repair costs for the first five years we were able to attract and retain high quality residents get strong rents it was a really stable asset so we did ourselves a favor that we didn't even know we were doing and that we bought in a new community um, so that it gave us that emotional uh, stability that we could tolerate and that helped us even though we didn't have strong income eventually as our income grew we were able to put more money down larger down payments have more of a cash flow buffer on the additional assets that we bought and things got even smoother more predictable and less risky as time went on okay so now that we covered those three things i just want to tell a cautionary tale cautionary tale is uh, someone i'm really close to i won't call him out by name but somebody i'm really close to started buying rental properties in 2004 2005 and there were a lot of people buying rental properties at that time unfortunately a lot of people with the wrong mindset right so they went into this and real estate prices were going up so rapidly it just seemed like if you just bought houses you were going to win the lottery i remember being at a new home community and they were drawing lotteries for who would be able to buy the next home and there was a crowd of people standing on the street around the new home sales center and if your name got drawn people were erupting with cheers and applause it was nuts it was not sustainable someone very close to me bought 18 rental properties during that time it was very easy to get loans it didn't matter if there was cash flow positive and ultimately lost almost every single one of them in a short sale or a foreclosure in the next five years don't do that be smart understand that this is a 10 to 20 to 30 year investment asset class go into it with a very long-term mindset go into it with a fixed interest rate mortgage go into it with the right strategic partners by the way all of these things i'm mentioning the right debt the right strategic partners, the right asset type. These are the topics we're gonna dive into in greater detail in the upcoming episodes. So definitely stay tuned. This is Mark Brower, your host of Dental to Rental, where I wanna help 
dentists unlock the financial freedom and the time freedom uh, by building wealth through real estate. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and we'll see you again really soon.